Blog Talk Radio. Welcome you here today. Today is Saturday, August 21st, 2021. And if you are joining us live for the first time today, I really do welcome you. And let me tell you that the intent of this program is to build bridges so that we can share together our heartbreak, and our heartfelt inspiration for the world. Both can exist at the same time. I know that there are those of you in various parts of the world listening to this show today. And I know that many of you are experiencing difficulties or like so many of us, observing the tremendous difficulty going on in Afghanistan, for example. Though I know there are other parts of the world and neighborhoods and places where there is difficulty every day, where people feel um, that maybe they don't have the answer. We don't have to know the answer to the most difficult question on earth, which is why. Why do these things happen? I come to you from a space of having experienced multiple forms of spirituality And I am also from the scientific realm, the technological realm. I have that background too. None of these things are contradictory if we are focused on our pursuit of truth. Honest hearts will guide us. The light will guide us. I chose a candle as a theme today just because I want us all listening today or in the future to imagine holding your candle. So often when we see or participate 
in a service or a ceremony where we're holding a candle, all of the candles look the same that we're handed. But not in this day, not at this time, not in this moment. I want you to imagine the most beautiful candle that you can envision. A candle uniquely for you. Perhaps that candle conveys your own spiritual tradition. It may be ornate. It may be beautifully colored, a tapestry of colors. It may be pure white. It may be crystal clear. It may be very small. It may be quite large. However you envision your candle, I want it to be yours from you and fill that candle with your light and your hope. That light we share, but it's also uniquely yours. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not special and that you are not exactly who you are supposed to be. And that even all the hardships that you've endured are uniquely there to help you so you can help others and grow in the process. That's the best way that I can answer the most difficult question of why. We all ask it. You may not believe in any form of spirituality whatsoever. And it's, in fact, it may be that big question of why is what keeps a barrier up between even the thought of some kind of a divine, given all that goes on on this planet. And I understand that. All I can ask is that you find your way to hope. We are not all the same. We talk about the light often in spiritual circles and, you know, even this concept of getting lost in the light. Um, I heard a question once. I had gone to a concert and I heard a, a woman came up, it was a very small concert, and the, the person who was playing was really, um, he, he was um, somewhat spiritual, um, and this lady knew it, although it wasn't overtly spiritual, this performance at a library, and she came up to the singer, and she said to him, I don't want to get lost in the ocean. When I die, am I going to get lost in the ocean? We so often misunderstand what it means that there is an omnipresent divine. It is in every one of us. It comes through different forms of teaching. I have had quite a journey on my spiritual path. And, you know, I come from a background where my 
grandfather founded a church and was very conservative and was a faith healer. That was my grandfather, though I never actually knew him. And people actually did heal. That the whole part of my family joined when an aunt was healed of polio. With that said, we still ask why. Why did healing work here and not there? And yet people have studied the power of prayer, and they have shown that it makes a difference. This is how we pursue truth. We each have our own path to walk within the world as to what we choose as our spiritual path and what we choose in that way. However, I can tell you, having observed it myself, having seen just amazing things happen, we cannot lose sight of the miraculous. Some people say that will harm us, but when you see the truth of it, it can only help us. There is more to this world than meets the eye, and even quantum physics is starting to show that. I had a synchronicity this morning, or actually it was right before the show this afternoon, Um, Often before the show, I open a book to a random page. And I not only opened to a random page, I opened to a random line on a page, which said, this is from a poem by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and the exact line at the top of the page I opened to before this show was simply this, girds with one flame, the countless the countless host. And I had to look back a page to see what that's from. It's from his um, poem, The Problem, which I will not read in detail. I'm not even looking at the theme of that poem, although it seems somewhat related to asking all of these questions. But isn't that something that I would open once again to a poem or a reading that relates to our theme? What are the statistical chances of that? And the more that it happens. Now, you can only go on my own word that it happened, but it certainly proves it to me. And when you are on a spiritual quest, that's the first step. It's not about showing anybody else. I can't prove to you that I I could have been looking for that. I may have known the poem. You know, you don't know. I know. I know that I opened to that page. I know that I have had unexplainable spiritual observations and experiences over the years. Spirituality works with each of you when you are open to it. You have to open the door. Sometimes even when your door is closed, you may see something you can't explain. Start there. That's what I recommend because there is more to this world than meets the eye. But it challenges us when we see it because then the darkness takes on more importance because you ask why. How could there be intelligence around us, a higher intelligence, and this kind of darkness going on? Well, it has to do with choice. We're given choice on this planet. We are here to grow through the human experience. And that 
is a shared observation no matter what your spiritual path may be. You may have something very specific that you believe. And believe me, I understand. I've come from that domain, and I have some specific beliefs too. And my beliefs change and evolve and refine themselves as I observe more things. Some of them are based on observation. So it goes, you know, a step away from belief. That it isn't just belief. I'm looking at something that's actually evidence. But it really starts with seeing something more. I am going to read some readings that I prepared for this show today, as promised. And let me welcome any of you who joined via Twitter today, as I put out a special Twitter and tagged it in such a way that you may have just stumbled upon it. Live now, it said. What is this about candles and and about inspiration? Well, I won't disappoint you. Yes, there are heartfelt reflections here. I had labeled this show with, or in the description, a quote from Anne Frank. So let's start there. Look at how a single candle can both defy and define the darkness and frank think about the hardship in those days but it's not over we're still experiencing difficulty in this world at times it's worse than ever it can seem for sure and we certainly don't want to go back to those days but there's still darkness in the world our candles not only defy the darkness, and if you haven't lit your candle yet, I invite you to light it when you're ready. It's your choice when to light your candle. Many of you may have lit it already. Many of you had it lit before this program began. Many of you will light it later. It's not for me to tell you when to light your candle. Anne is telling us is something very important about darkness and light. They are not opposites. One of the greatest struggles I had in my spiritual journey was viewing it as opposite. I always felt that the concept of evil diminished the concept of the divine. And I know there are many of you out there who are ready to Step up to the plate and talk to me theologically about that. And I've heard a lot of things. And that's wonderful if you want to reflect about that. But let's talk about how that's really a misinterpretation of almost every representation of darkness and light. Because really, there's only the light and only those places where you can't see it so well. And that's the darkness. But there's really only the light. We wouldn't even know what darkness is if not for for the shadow, if not for light. And if there was total darkness, we wouldn't know anything about the light. The light is stronger. A single candle puts out tremendous light. 
when you're in a well-lit place, maybe not so much, but then you can still hold it if you like, but especially in contrast to a dark place. And in fact, that's a quote as well of someone I had heard a while back, and I don't even have that quote today. Um, I'm paraphrasing it a bit, but I know someone else has said something like that, that if you light a candle in a dark room, what will happen? And Frank says it doesn't just defy the darkness. Actually, it eliminates the darkness is what it does. A piece at a time. Think about that. The minute you light that candle, that darkness is weaker. That's how you defy it. It defines the darkness. Well, you can see what's in it, can't you? It starts to take form. And maybe if you can start to look at what's in the darkness, you can begin to do something about it. And maybe some of that starts with what's in your own heart the things that you can work with yourself. No one is perfect in this world. We all have work to do. We are imperfect human beings with choices that we make. And it's a tremendous gift that spiritually on this planet, we are given free choice. We can choose what to believe. We can choose what it is we do. Now, there may be consequences on the planet, but it's a place of choice. And that's a way of answering that difficult question. There have been many moons throughout the centuries. I've talked about how in Certainly Mesopotamia, for example, it was just one set of invaders after another. In fact, I can't help but watch some of the just heart-wrenching, heartbreaking things, what people must be feeling without thinking about how so many times in the history of this planet this has happened again and again where one society you know, starts to see a way out of the darkness and then they just get slammed down. We are not in easy times. There are very difficult questions to be thinking about. I know that I have listeners from various locales. I can see it. And I know that many of you are dealing with some really harsh realities, maybe not as harsh as Afghanistan, but not easy ones. And there are hard questions. And you need to think about what it is you are about and how it relates to how you think about the human experience and how we're meant to be. Empathy grows. But empathy without truth is only partial. Because you need that truth to make honest choices. Empathy is a powerful, powerful thing. I'm not trying to diminish it. But if we only put our focus on a shallow view that is devoid of truth, 
we can't know what the most empathic, wise, or long-term choice would be. You really do have to think about all of these things. And we live in a world right now where, unfortunately, truth is becoming devalued. And it's so very important that we do our best to find it. Because we have choices to make. You can't make a choice if you don't have the truth to help you with that choice. And that is in every domain I can think of, spiritual and otherwise. More quotes. Here's one I'm sure many of you have heard. Be the change that you wish to see in the world. Mahatma Gandhi. Well, once again, you're holding your candle. It starts with you. What are you called to? Is something troubling you? You know, when something's troubling you, when something doesn't feel right, that's your intuition speaking. Listen. Listen to that guidance. Let's see. Here's another very famous quote that many of you have heard. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Martin Luther King, Jr. We lose sight of that rapidly. We're so quick to lash out right now in our world. We're so quick when we're in a place that is fraught with so much confusion to just lash out, lash out at your neighbor, lash out at this group or that group. That's a very natural thing to do in terms of reaction. But when we are calm and holding our candle and focusing, should you have lit your candle, which I think many of you have, on that point of light, we find clarity. Can we help somebody else light their candle if they want to? You can't force it on somebody. You can't just shove a candle into someone's hands and light it. But if someone comes to you and says, can I light my candle from yours? And maybe that person isn't someone you understand. Maybe that person is someone you have even judged. Would you help them? Would you let them help you? When your flames are shared together, they are one within that moment. And they are forever one after that. A single flame can never be divided, really. It can spread around, 
But that single flame exists. How many of us watched the Olympics recently? And I'm not sure if it started today, but I know the Paralympics is coming up soon. may have started already. Why do we feel that that mesmerizing aspect of the Olympic torch? I've been fascinated with the Olympic torch since I was a child. Because of continuity, one flame to another. It doesn't make the candle holders or the torch holders all the same. In fact, that's what's even more beautiful about it. I loved watching that opening ceremony, even though I questioned some things about it, how I believe we can't lose sight of the individual in the midst of what we share together. And you could see it, and you see it every time there is an Olympics. There are people who have worked very hard from many different parts of the world and excel. But also what you saw when they were walking in, people wearing different cultural costumes, some of them quite ancient it really touched my heart to see that. We are a tapestry. We are a tapestry woven together. And that's the way that it has been from the beginning. That's why you are special. You are special. You are unlike anybody else on this planet. You have special talents that only you can know. You may say, oh, I can't do that. I could never be in the Olympics. I could never excel. And maybe you're in a situation that feels overwhelming. Even within the midst of that situation, what you bring to it is uniquely yours to give. I saw an interesting quote because in this program, at times I talk about technology, even having been a technologist, and in fact I still work in that domain some of the time, Um, having been a computer scientist in the early days, well, not the earliest, but early enough when some pretty significant things were being developed. I am a candle in a world full of flashlights. The actress Rainbow Harvest said that. I had to actually look up. (laughs) I am a candle in a world full of flashlights. I really liked that. Because so many times we get overwhelmed by this seemingly advanced world. But we need to be thinking about how we define advanced. If in our hearts we haven't changed, if what we're using all this advancement for is not a positive thing, not to say that there aren't positive things. I'm using technology right now. But what I am saying is there is something stronger 
something far more powerful, something that will advance us in a much more profound way. It's not technology. It's our spirit. It's the light with a capital L. It's our relationship and experience with and observations of something greater than ourselves and yet something in ourselves as well. It doesn't mean tomorrow that you own everything, that you are, well, you are essentially a part of everything, but you're still having your human experience. But it certainly can, as you observe, become more astonishing. And you will see it. All you have to do is look. If you're a scientist, say to yourself, what are the chances? I had a scientific friend tell me about a synchronicity she experienced the other day. And without going into any details, I've had similar ones like this where a full name, a name shows up to confirm something that is just so impossible that you may really weren't even looking for so much. And and this person had this experience. These are meaningful coincidences. And they'll happen more and more as you become more attuned. And it is far more than saying, oh, you know, you're looking for red cars, so you're going to see red cars. When you see it, you will stop and you will say, that is impossible even though nothing is impossible. In fact, I had another quote from Audrey Hepburn, another actress. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. I love that quote. Possible. You are. You're special. Know it. Feel it. Even if I'm the only person telling you right now, you are worthy. You are special and you are worthy of love. You are worthy of choice. You are worthy to live a life that may not seem to be exactly the life of your dreams, but will lead you places you could never have imagined because you don't even know how to dream it, even through hardship. There are challenging things that happen. Sometimes lives end. I know that. Lives are ending in harsh ways all over the world right now. My heart breaks. And yet it's a part of the human experience. We are not alone on these journeys. Our souls are here together. Sometimes we are here, in fact, not just sometimes, all the time. We are here to to learn from one another to learn from other experiences, to grow. We're not just individually growing. We are growing as a society. We are growing as a planet. And there may be 
a diversity of cultures on that planet, you will never hear me say we all need to be the same. In fact, I was reading something else. Um, Actually, I was also watching a video someone sent me, but lately this has been a theme where there seems to have been this impulse, especially in the last hundred years, such a harmful impulse to make us more the same. Industrialization has done that. And yet, that's very sad because there were people out there living wherever they may be, who had beautiful cultural traditions. And I would wager there were things that happened that we couldn't explain because I've seen it. I have seen things that can't be explained. But see, when we come at it from the standpoint of those things are not possible and that the only thing, you know, what you see is what you get in the world and that it's all mechanistic, it's all based on, you know, material types of interpretations of truth. Again, science is about truth. Science has always been about that one person, those few people who saw something, and they know they saw it, and then they set out to show it. That showing part is harder, yes. But when the people see it, they know. When you've seen the evidence, you know you're on to something, that discovery, and that's what science has been about. And there have been incredibly hostile forces to exploring truth, And that continues, and it's unfortunate that that happens, because if we weren't so afraid of the truth, which is what causes that, we'd be honest in our explorations. And we'd actually look, oh yeah, I saw somebody, um, a prominent scientist, or from a prominent scientific institution, um, just saying how important having a multitude of opinions is. That is important in Everything we are pursuing. I happened to hear someone on the radio last week who I can't remember his name. He was, um, he kind of, you might think that some of his themes were similar to mine in that he was questioning industrialization. And in some ways they were similar. However, not one word did I hear him say about spirituality. If you have no spiritual basis, then it's a lot harder to question what is advancement because spirituality is a very important way of advancing so for me it would be very difficult although there are many ways to show harm that industrialization has caused but it's also helped in many ways if you don't have that spiritual view of looking at something an example I use so often that although maybe not so often on this program, but I certainly have used it. This, some may mock, but the actual answer to the asteroid problem is telekinesis. If you were a spiritual species, you would have no problem protecting your your planet. Oh, but that's impossible. I know, I hear it. I don't believe that's impossible. I can't say... You know, I'm I'm skilled. I'm not moving objects around my room right now. I'm not saying that. But it's not impossible. In a spiritual society, 
amazing things do happen and they are jointly observed. And it makes that possible. A technological society has a problem very hard for multiple things that can happen, whether it be solar flares or other things. If you're not, if you have no spiritual spiritual basis, you're like children. It's like in the movie Avatar, how she says he's like a child. He doesn't understand the forest. He's just, he has no spiritual awareness. And yet he views this other culture as so primitive. Be careful what you label primitive. It's probably in many ways more advanced than you. A video I saw recently this past week was very heart-wrenching about um, the Native Native American elders talking about the planet and... um, how their cultures had such a greater awareness of the planet and how blind we all are. Um, Those who have been ravaging the earth. And the question became, when will we come back to that? It's really only a matter of when. I don't know how many of us will be left, but see, they have a spiritual basis and it wasn't just oh we believe this they know it they've seen it they have seen it work i have seen healing take place that no one could explain my family wouldn't have even been half of it wouldn't have probably been very spiritual at all if not for having observed that but it can come in many different ways. I appreciate my grandfather more and more. He was an imperfect human being, as we all are. But he had the courage to speak about what he had seen. And he was literally a street corner preacher. And then he founded his own church. And it wasn't some giant mega church. It didn't need to be. That's why whoever's listening to this program today, I welcome you. I don't need some mega phone. I mean, I did amplify the message a little bit today by putting it out on Twitter. I don't always do that not in the way I tagged it today. It's kind of an experiment. We'll see what happens. Let's go to a few more quotes. It is never too late to be what you might have been, George Eliot, who, by the way, was a woman, famous author. You're special. Don't give up on yourself. Even if you're doing something in a very small way. Maybe you want to play music. Maybe you want to write. Maybe you want to do art. Whatever it is, it's not too late. 
ever. Do what you feel in your heart to be right, for you'll be criticized anyway. Eleanor Roosevelt. So important. It can be hard sometimes. It takes courage, and we all face this. Um, There's a lot of opposition right now where everyone says it has to be this way or that way. You know, there's just like one way. No, there isn't just one way. And even some of our greatest thought leaders of all time have tried to tell you that. And those who are attempting to say that, they just have lost sight of the wisdom of the generations. You know in your spirit and in your heart if something doesn't feel right or if something feels veiled intentionally or something, you know, you can feel it. Follow those clues when that happens. This is one I just came across. It's kind of unusual. Modern man has lost the sense of wonder about the unknown, and he treats it as an enemy. Lorenz Vanderpost. Hmm. You know, industrialization, which of course I'm using right now, we need it. I'm not saying that we just make it go poof tomorrow. This is where we're at. How do we use it wisely for now? Someday we may not need it. We seem to constantly need to conquer the unknown and think that we can. Perhaps we think we can travel to the multiverse with our rockets someday from universe to universe because, hey, that's about as unknown as it gets. That's a pretty big dream, right? Nobody's even talking about that. But guess what? Through spirituality, you can do it in a different way. And yet just as effective. The unknown should inspire us with wonder. I can't explain the greater divine. It's too big. And it's not so small as to be contained in me or in you even though it is as well. But there's something bigger far beyond us and within us, both. That doesn't diminish the greatness beyond us. And yet we cannot separate ourselves from it. And it joins us together just like those flames. It's the greatest flame. It is, as the quote that opened the show says, it girds with one flame a countless host. I know the live show is ending shortly. I'll probably go a little bit into overtime today. Um, If this is your first time visiting, I'm glad you were here today. And if you're discovering this program in the future, I hope you feel our presence together because there is no separation of space 
or of time. Even though we're unique individuals and at unique points within it, both can exist. I am me and you are you. And yet something is joining us together. And I'm telling you, you're special. If you leave today with anything, that's the most important thing. You are special. You are worthy of love. And you can make a difference where you are. Let's talk about a few more quotes before we close today, because I had collected a few. Harriet Tubman, Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Tubman said that. She was a visionary. Did you know that? Talk about a spiritual person. Have you seen the Harriet Tubman movie? Have you read her story? Do you realize that as she was evading uh, these hostile people trying to escape slavery and helping others to do it at the time on the Underground Railroad? She was spiritually guided at times, and she would, like, fall on the ground. It was so powerful what we would have called in the old days, although I really wasn't a part of that church, but what some would call, and it can happen in other ways as well, because I have seen that, slain in the spirit, because something is so powerful in a spiritual way that you simply can't stand up. You lose the the use of your, your legs. That is a common phenomenon that has happened in many cultures. She couldn't have done what she did without that assistance and without trusting it. Trust. Trusting in that spiritual guidance. And she inspires us to follow our dreams. And while I stood there, I saw more than I can tell, and I understood more than I saw, for I was seeing in a manner the shapes of all things as they must live together like one being, black elk. You know, those sorts of things are often misinterpreted. Living together as one being does not mean being the same. You're one being. You're, you're a person. Think about how your body works. Not every part of your body is the same. Every little part has a function. And it may not be quite the same when you're thinking about humanity. But we all have gifts to give. And it would be a very sad thing, which unfortunately has already happened far too much, if we gave up those amazing, beautiful traditions that make us special as groups and as individuals. Hopefully we can rediscover some of them. Only very recently have I started talking about my grandfather again because truthfully I didn't know him. He was well before my time and I talked to him a few times. He didn't speak English. He was an immigrant. And um, 
he was a rather, although by the time I talked to him, it didn't seem this way, but he was a rather stern and harsh man, as I understood it. And yet, he knew something. He saw something. And he had the faith and the trust to pursue it, and he was criticized greatly in his time. In fact, my other grandfather, also an immigrant, who I remember a little bit better, um, he was not a preacher or particularly religious, um, as I under, as I observed anyway. I don't think so. Um, yet he had this simple faith. He seemed to have a connection with nature because what I remember most about him was how he would sit outside for hours and just take it all in, the beauty. He'd just reposition his chair around the yard when he would come to visit us, and he just seemed to have a relationship with beauty. I later and rather more recently learned that he had lost an eye in a in a tapestry um, factory, having grown up in that industrialization, or not grown up, but having come as an immigrant into circumstances that were common on the East Coast at that time. And he refused to go back to that. And I admire him for that. I admire him for looking for knowing that something wasn't right there. He he knew. He had been harmed by it. And that only came to me recently. And, you know, he was criticized because the family had to put up with lack, you know, and that, you know, why wasn't he going to work? And I think he did briefly for a while, but now I understand him. He wasn't some lazy person. He did other things. He liked to peddle things, as in P-E-D-D, L.E., he would collect things and sell them. And I know I know someone in my family, I think even my other grandfather, might have sold fruits and vegetables like on the, on the um, street. I know I've heard of that too, maybe getting them all mixed together. But the thing is, these were simple people. And yet look at how he had courage. That one grandfather of mine who refused to go back into a factory where they were doing harm to their workers in that age. That took guts. That took courage. And yet he did it. And he found his way. He made his way. Many of us, I was in the corporate world, and now I'm grateful that I'm not. You may have to simplify your life. But it is so much more satisfying, and it can be hard, and it can, there can be lots of criticism, and it can be imperfect, and it can take time. But yes, you can build something of your own, and I know I'm doing that now. It's okay to live a simple life if you can find a way to it not always easy we're supporting a family perhaps I understand I've been in a situation where I had to do my best in that way and I can't begin to understand all the hardships that others face But there is courage to be found past. 
Might I invite you to think about your own ancestors, those who came before you? In fact, I would ask you to take it even deeper. Maybe you heard something not so good about this person or that person, and, oh, that person was really horrible or whatever. That could be. There could be imperfections in the past. Can you find something that came out of that, perhaps, some growth, some change, some recognition that changed where you are now? You can look at that in the world. I've never found it to be really a panacea. Like you can look at Anne Frank's day and that's just so horrific. I mean, the main thing to learn from that is never again. Never again. And yet people forget. That should be the lesson there. Oh, there were courageous people. There were people like on the Underground Railroad. And what about all that? Never again. We need to learn. Our journeys as people, it's as you get older, whatever you are in life, it's just okay. How can I do better? And keep your eye on truth. Discovering truth. Uncovering truth. Not allowing anyone to disrespect or diminish you. Because that's what lack of truth is doing. Partial truth disrespects. You are special. You are worthy of respect. I think I'll close the show with that today. I had many other quotes I could have provided to you. I'll save those for some future shows. The website for this program is FrontierBeyondFear.com. I continue to look at syndication and I see ways to grow. So that's coming. Um, But thank you. Those of you who come in and listen every week, I can feel your presence and I appreciate you. Thanks so much for being you. Keep being you. Follow your heart. Take care, everyone. See you next time. And I may expand some of the times when you'll find this show. It could change a bit, but for now... I think I'll probably be here next week. It's hard to predict sometimes, but just pay attention. You can always follow the show on Blog Talk Radio if you want to know when it's going to be. I'm going to try to announce it a little more in advance so you'll know. Take care again. See you next time.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.